Hey guys, welcome to another episode of I'm No Expert. I'm Chris Laudenslager, and each week I sit down with a friend and we have a few beers. This week I'm joined by Katie. Hello. Hi Katie, how are you? Doing okay, how are you? Great. Um, you were on the show last, we did the whiskey show. Whiskey! Whiskey! That was like all the way back in October? I think November, so. sometime around there. It's um it was I think fall. O- I think October sounds right. I probably I could just look this up by going to the website, but I'm too lazy. Um it is now April. Yes. Already. April third is what we're recording this on. Um it's our special dual themed Easter slash NCAA men's basketball championship. Edition. March March Madness. Final Four. Final Four. Sports Ball. Sports Ball Extreme. The Super Sports Ball Extreme Tournament 2015. Um, Because that's happening in Indianapolis this weekend. We were talking about that during the break. Four teams, two nights. Well, yes. Two nights. It's it's essentially a whole weekend deal. Starting tonight through Monday. Games are are tomorrow night um and then the championship game i'm pretty sure that we figured out was monday evening Monday evening, yeah mm-hmm. do you have a favorite team um out of the four probably wisconsin mm. i'd say what i don't even know the f- the final who were the final it is um duke and michigan state and kentucky and Wisconsin. Oh, okay. I think based on the logos alone. Okay. I could venture a guess. I like Michigan State the best because that Spartan's pretty cool looking. Yeah, I figured. Duke's boring. It's just a big D. Wisconsin, that W is a little too wacky Wednesday. <laughs> and University of Kentucky's a lazy designer and they just sort of squish two letters on top of each other. If I don't know anything about um, the teams... I usually go based not based on logo, but based on mascot. Ooh, Wildcats, um, Badgers, Spartans, mm-hmm. Blue Devils. I'm kind of a sucker for mascots, so. Mm. It's not see Wisconsin instead of Badgers should change it to Honey Badgers, even though they're not indigenous to the U.S. Because ha- Honey Badgers don't give a shit. <laughs> honey Badgers don't care. Have you ever met a Honey Badger? No, they're fierce animals. Apparently, oh, very fierce. All right. They attack bees, uh, beehives, just full-on beehives. They have this special, like, skin that if they get stung by bees, it doesn't hurt them. And uh, they can get into beehives, and that's how they get – that's why they're named honey badgers. So they eat honey? Mm-hmm. To stay alive. And, like, other things. Snakes, bugs. Interesting. I'm not sure. Um What were we talking about? Oh, the theme. NCAA March Madness. That's happening this weekend. Uh, Also happening this weekend is Easter. So if you're listening on... I'll probably put this out on Easter. So happy Easter for listening on Easter. For those of you who celebrate Easter. And uh, hope you had a great Easter. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to this afterwards. And um, we're drinking Trappist beers. Interesting choice. (laughs) (laughs) Now you know what, what Trappist beers are. Um, the only thing I really know about Trappist beers is that they were brewed within a tapestry um, by monks. Mm-hmm. 
And the only other thing I know about that is that um, they're brewed. I mean, because I don't think it's they're they're brewed for. I don't know who they're brewed for, but I know that it's for nonprofit. Right. You know, exactly. Anytime, yep. anytime, anything that is sold is always goes back to maintenance mm-hmm. or. Um, crops right exactly <laughs> the community, no you got it yep. that sort of stuff that's, that's really all i know about that's, it that's that's like the basics of of a trappist brewery so they are um they're 10 monasteries that are official trappist uh, breweries okay in the world six in belgium two in the netherlands one in austria and one in the united states um you can tell that it's an authentic trappist product that if you look on the bottle you'll see um it's on the – there's a little hexagon. It's very, very tiny. There's a little tiny – yeah, it's down there kind of all – and it will say authentic Trappist product somewhere. Oh, that thing. So that's – that indicates that it is one of the ten monasteries that are – So does it – will it say on the bottle which monastery it comes from too? Um, I believe the name of the actual – like this is like the West Mall. Oh. The one that we're having first is West Mall. Spoiler. Um I believe that is what the Yes. So it is brewed by Bruges West Mall, is how they would call it. And then it would just be their Trappist Ale and their triple. And then sometimes they would have a double or a quad. Okay. Um so, yeah, I mean, you, you nailed it with – it's basically they brew these beers specifically just to kind of like keep the monastery going. It is solely a product. It's like imagine if Girl Scouts made cookies and the only – and 100 percent of the proceeds from Girl Scout cookies went into making Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like imagine or, that. Or maybe to keep the troops running. The Girl Scout troops. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Who run on Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> right. Because that's all we know Girl Scouts to, to be good for, right? <laughs> well, they do community service and like they have those fun uniforms and they sell Girl Scout cookies. Right. Back to the cookies. L- learning, you know, life skills or something. No. Uh, anyway, so we're trying out first is um, West Mall Triple with a 9.5% ABV and – we did this last year and all the way back when we were first starting the show. We did the same thing where we drank Trappist beers for Easter because, I don't know, it kind of like monastery, Easter, spiritual things, Christianity. There's probably some link there. I don't know. I think there is. Um, I'm not a major in – what would it be? Religious science. Or studies. Or studies. If you're a religious scientist, well, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Um. Oh, yeah, this is going through. And if you want to learn more about Trappist beers, we're not going to go too much into it because there's a great uh, website called Wikipedia that you can go and learn about Trappist beers in general, the different types where the breweries are actually located. The one in the U.S. is not active at the moment, I don't think. Not active. Do we know where it's located? Uh, I am looking. Massachusetts. Okay. So the uh, so this is the West Mall that we're having from Belgium itself, and this is a triple. Do you want to? We have tiny glasses. You just want to 
Smells like beer. Smells like beer. <laughs> Looks like beer. It's pretty clear. Yeah. It's not. It's probably mm, the color of. What do you think? I mean, it's pretty yellow. Yeah. Yeasty on the nose, I think. <laughs> what was that? You scared? <laughs> Whoa. Because it sounds weird when you listen to yourself swallowing. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. It is kind of a weird, uh, weird sound to hear. Now, I haven't had this for a long time, so I, I kind of remember what it's supposed to be. Okay. So, it's pretty light. Yeah. But um, I can definitely um, taste, like, the alcohol, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, it's really, really boozy. Like, is, you can definitely tell. Is there a reason, or do you know a reason why they are typically higher? Um, it is because they're fermented for such a long period of time, normally, okay. traditionally. Um, the... So when you look at this particular beer, which is a triple, um, usually it's a Trappist. They have their own kind of in-house. They're they're very similar, but like the recipes, like it's an Abbey Ale is what it's really referred to as the overarching. Um, they're usually top fermented. And then the amount of malts. Yes. Am I saying this right? Yeah. So the amount of like malt that's added to the beer itself determines whether or not it's a double, triple, or quad based on like a unit. So like a traditional IBA will have this much in it and then you double it and it becomes a double and then you triple it and it becomes a triple. Okay. Um, but yeah, that top fermentation is – you know adds to how, how long it actually ferments um, compared to like a bottom fermentation beer itself. And I think we'll probably we're gonna we'll notice similarities because we are doing a uh, a triple quad and then I have another quad as well. Um, we're gonna notice similarities of between them, but there's also gonna be a really distinct differences between t them as well. When I drink them personally, I notice that there's a lot different in mouthfeel and different flavor compounds, and plus regionally. Where the grains come from can affect kind of flavor profile because these are so very, very rustic. Okay. I would say. I think that's would be the best word to kind of describe a Trappist beer because it is literally like them harvesting the grain, them like fermenting it. I mean, sure. they obviously have to abide by EU rules on distribution to make sure that it's consumable. But I mean, when it is 9% alcohol by volume... It's pretty easy to kind of keep that contained. Yeah. Well, that is one thing that I'm picking up on. Tastes like booze. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely bar. Yeah. It's, and Otherwise, it, it's good. Yeah. Um. And you made a face that you're like, good. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if I was picking up on some kind of, like, flavor there. It almost had, like, a little fruity. Oh, at the... At the okay, I can kind of get that. For me, it's pretty... It's very yeasty. It's a little funky. 
Oops, I just got a text message from 10 people. <laughs> Sorry. Christian Gibbard. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty yeasty. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is going to be a disaster there. Can you mute, uh, mute your computer? Uh, then something of a similar color. I feel like when you look at and with like bottle aside, backstory aside, if somebody would like set this down in front of you, like yeah. that color, you'd be like, wow, that's probably super similar to like a lager. Yeah. Um, you'd smell it and be like, Ooh, definitely not an IPA. You taste it. And it's like, okay. It's not really a Pilsner or a lager or, Trappist is what it is. <laughs> from here on out. That's what the first thing that would come to mind. You're just gonna be like, oh, it's a Trappist beer. Well, it's not a lager. It's, mm. not, a, it's not really an ale. Trappist. Trappist. Is what it is. Um, but uh, the I think what's interesting and why I brought this up with because people are probably going to be if you're if you don't live in Indy or around the Indianapolis area, you're probably not going to the Final Four games. And you're going to have parties. And I thought, wouldn't it be a great idea to recommend some beers to take to said party? Because they're interesting. They kind of you know get people talking about them. And they're pretty boozy yeah, <laughs> in general. Absolutely. Um, and I think Trappist beers are one of those because of the whole idea behind these monasteries making it. it for me, they definitely have a distinct kind of difference in flavor profile as even you know last week we had Molotov cocktail which was a crazy IPA from Evil Twin and that would also be something very interesting but a lot of people have had an IPA before in 2015 they know what an IPA kind of is and with like the bitterness of of a hop character and everything sure it's usually pretty recognizable or people can pick up on pick up on it if they've at least had it before yeah but this, I mean, you take this into a party and you set it down next to somebody who like brought up, you know, a, a bajillion million IBU IPA or and a crazy double chocolate milk stout. Sure. And they're going to be like, that is, I'm not sure what that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is my first time, I think, having a Trappist beer. For me, that it's, there's always like a... The yeastiness, there's a like a roasty toasty breadiness, but not a roasty toastiness that's really no to a stout. And for me, this one tastes like pretzels. Pretzels. I don't know why. Hmm. Like if if you could just take the golden color of a pretzel without the salt and just strip it away and just liquefy it into a beer. Okay, I'm not picking up on that, but um, I I can see what you mean about the fact that it's very just earthy. I pick up on that, definitely. Yeah. I still get, I still get some kind of like fruity um, aspect of it. I'm not sure where that's coming from or why. Just in general? Is it like a fruity sweetness or just yeah. like a fruity fruitiness? Yeah, there's um there's some part of it that's um that's a sweetness. Oops, slide that over there. 
we're, t- we're breaking the, the fourth wall here well, with all the glass chinking and everything. Um, I don't. I wonder if I could get any more information on this really quickly, but because I don't know if they have this one's the triple. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I just I just found something here um, under. Um, it looks like it is. Um, the International Trappist Association and information about the triple lists here. It's a complex beer with a fruity smell mm. and a lovely nuanced smell of hops. In the mouth, it's soft and creamy with a bitter tang, partly due to the fruity aroma. An exceptional beer with finesse. Ooh, finesse. That's a good word. And elegance and a delightfully long afterglow. Afterglow. Yeah. Afterglow. Like the taste that like lingers? Is that what they what they mean? I would assume it's the same as aftertaste. Yeah. Af- afterglow. I don't maybe it's a different way of looking at it. But yeah, they describe it too as a as a clear, which I would right. absolutely agree with. Golden yellow. Yeah. I would say golden yellow. Mm-hmm. It's very, very yellow. It's very yellow. But yeah, it's funny here that they they just actually describe it as um having fruity aspects. And it's it's I just feel like there there's it's only in one spot mm. of the taste and then it's I feel like it's like very I feel I very much taste the alcohol going down. Still get pretzels. Do they say anything about pretzels? No. Maybe you should, next time you have this, maybe you should pair it with pretzels and see if it actually enhances the taste. That is my favorite beer munchie snack to have. Pretzels? Pretzels. I love pretzels in general. I'm a sucker for like soft pretzels, hard pretzels, mustard, plain, any, any kind of pretzels. Pretzels, buns. Done. That's good. Pretzels. (laughs) Pretzels. Don't, don't understand. I just, I will get. Do you know you go in the grocery store and there's like that one pretzel brand that I don't remember, but it just says the pounder uh-huh. and it's a pound of pretzels. Uh-huh. And I love, I'll just have that and put it in a bowl. Portion control, of course, everything in moderation, but you get a nice, a nice beer. This would pair perfectly with like a bowl of some like yeah. salty pretzels. Pretzels are good. I like that idea. Do you have like a favorite beer munchy snack food that you like with beer in general? Um... Pretzels are good just because it's salty. Mm-hmm. The, it's the saltiness um, with the with the beer that I that I would um, crave as well. Even though I don't necessarily cater to pretzels just in everyday life, um, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm a sucker for soft pretzels, but mm. not so much crunchy. Um, no, I wouldn't say that I had anything of of choice. Um, but uh, well, maybe something like French fries, maybe. Mm, okay. French fries and beer. Yeah, that's that's you got to limit though, because you can get that can get dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you go and there's a there's a the place of course Hopcat here in Indianapolis has their famous uh, crack fries. Yeah, literally that's the name, and they have a big neon sign outside that says crack fries on it, and they're delicious. And it's great when you're they have a hundred and something taps, and you know it's really great beer, and you know great place to go. And they just – if you just order these – just order crack fries over and over and over again. Over. 
and over because you'll just you'll just sit and there over. and then you'll you'll look down and you're like oh where'd all the crack fries go mm-hmm. and then your server will be like i was standing here and i watched you eat them <laughs> oh can we have another bowl can we have another more please okay yes. <laughs> if they had like a cracks fries they must make so much money with crack fries yeah absolutely yeah do you know how like car wash places will have a monthly membership you know, mm-hmm. you buy for like thirty dollars. You can go if you're obsessed with going getting your car washed. It's worth it. Yep. I'd want that for crack fries. Okay. Yeah. I'd pay like twenty five dollars and just get <laughs> get French fries. unlimited unlimited crack fries. Crack fries only for me though. I couldn't share them. Oh well, that's okay. I, I mean, that's a. I'm, I'm just thinking business business wise here. Sure. Because then yeah. if you could be like, I want. 40, 40 orders of crack fries for the whole place yeah, or that something. Wouldn't, that wouldn't be cool. No. If you if it, if you wanted a membership or if you wanted to share your crack fries, you would have to encourage other memberships. Yeah. Maybe yeah. give them like a guest pass. Oh, yeah. Katie's my guest pass. Uh, yeah. Crack fry. I'm limited crack fry member this evening. Yeah. <laughs> or she gets one order. Ooh, one okay. One order of crack fries. I like that. Yeah. Bring a guest. Well, Get one free order of crack fries. We should talk with the owners of Hopcat and see what they say. Yeah, it could be it could be a nice business venture for them. I mean, they're doing pretty pretty well with the crack fries so far, <laughs> but <laughs> just that we've been talking about them now for the past three minutes. Not supported by uh, Hopcat <laughs> or anybody there. Um, Noted. Am supported by our Patreon, our patrons over at Patreon. So if you go to patron patreon.com slash no expert show you can help support the show on an episode weekly basis give it 25 cents give a dollar whatever you can every little bit helps um special thanks to my patrons that are supporting the show right now i don't know how many i have but um thank you so much they received something a little special i'm not going to say what it is but they received some exclusive content last week for um our what's in a name show with joey and uh, this next week, even though Katie uh, said that she didn't want to do it initially, <laughs> uh, will be some extra content as well for our patrons. So if you want to get that extra content, go to patreon.com slash no expert show and help support the show. Um, so, Katie, any other final thoughts on West Mall Trappist Ale Triple? I don't think so. French fries? French fries, I think, yes would be a winner okay. right now. Well, I'm not making french fries tonight, sadly. Hmm, that's okay. Uh, if we both had a side a munchie right now, we french have pretzels. pretzels. Yep, absolutely. Okay, we're going to take a really quick break and be right back. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Katie. Hi. <laughs> uh, we, that last one kind of went straight to my head. I'll be honest with you. I, I am the same boat. We uh, we are trying out our our theme this week is NCAA party beers. Okay, sure. Let's go with party beers. I, I don't know. I'm just changed, changing that theme and Easter. 
because we're drinking three different Trappist beers. And we talked about Trappist, what Trappist is, uh, a little bit about the styling. You found like the official like Trappist Brewers Guild or something like that? Or? I mean, I'm not quite sure what it is, but it it is a it, it seems to be the official International Trappist Association website. It's got the little um, authentic Trappist product. Um, a little hexagon thing. Hexagon thing that you see on um, the bottles to know that it is actually authentic. Um, and it has a lot of information. So hmm. I would assume it's um, as official as uh, as the get. As the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship <laughs> Final Four Super Bowl Sports Ball 2015 <laughs> Ultimate Tournament. <laughs> happening this weekend in Indianapolis, Indiana. Grand Championship. Grand Champion. Why don't they call them Grand Champions? That's what they are. I don't you think? Yeah, but I think that's kind of old school. It feels like they just won something at the county fair, like the Grand Champions. Yeah. Mm. Like your, your Grand your Grand Champion Steer. Or like Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Either way. Uh, let's get to this next beer. Uh, we are looking at Le Trappe, uh, which is brewed by a brewery that I cannot pronounce at all. I will spell it for you. K-O-N-I-N-G-S-H-O-E-V-E-N. Oh, God. Where's this one from? This is Belgium. Or this is the Netherlands. So we went from Belgium to the Netherlands. Okay. For this particular one. This is a another official Trappist product. And... I'm going to do this because I want to be for our patrons. I'm going to let you know. So this is – so the the hexagon is most of the time on the back of the bottle when you're looking for the official Trappist product hexagon. It's very it's a very plain, very old-looking mark, uh, which kind of goes with the whole style of Trappist of – Yeah, it's It's not- a very old – I mean the, the, the labels themselves – very old script writing. Yeah. So it's, I feel like they haven't changed a lot. They're not, they really let the beers speak. Yeah. And they kind of stand out against current labels, I feel like, on the shelf. Yeah. Even the um, shapes on the labels um, seem to be very. Um, trappist style less medieval. i mean I, yeah i guess it is i think i guess medieval is probably the best way to describe it i mean like this cue that's on here i mean with this purple yeah. background on it it's it looks like something that somebody would like use calligraphy in a, and and live in a castle yeah in the middle ages yeah that's what it looks like <laughs> yeah um so this is the quad this is 10 percent ABV. So it went from 9.5 to 10. So we're working our way so up. So we're just ratcheting it up. One more, <laughs> one more peg. Just bloop. Um, you, when I poured this out, you said this is going to be interesting based on color. Well, it's it was quite a change. I mean, this one is, um, I, I thought from the pour, it looked like it was a little thicker. Mm. I don't know if that actually is correct or not, but it definitely is darker. It's not, it, it's not dark say in comparison to something like a stout no but it's darker it looks like a pretzel (laughs) (laughs) it really does it looks like you you took the brown hue of the pretzel and you poured it into this glass yes it does that's what that's what happened yeah now we almost need to like 
mix it up margarita style and put some salt on the rim and then it would be like a oh, real like dear. <laughs> real we like lick the salt take the beer then like get like a eat a handful of pretzels then we actually <laughs> eat pretzels <laughs> that yes. sounds so perfect right exactly now. um smell wise getting a really similar like yeasty notes from like the previous one i'd agree but there's almost like i don't know I don't want to say banana esters right away. I always refer to that in certain situations. I would have to say just based on smell right away, I think it's more appealing than the first one. You like this one immediately based on smell? Yeah. Maybe it's just personal taste, but I I think that I would... Um... There's a common... I don't know if it's a misconception, but a conception of if a beer is darker, then it is more interesting. Oh, but I would I would probably say I would fall under that. Like if you had no idea and you had a flight and you were like you went from the lightest beer to the darkest beer, you would probably think, "Ooh, that dark beer is going to be great or something. I mean, it's not always the case. Granted, like there are some really light, light colored beers, very clear beers that are very interesting. But yeah, and I, I think that there is the assumption that. The lighter the beer, the lighter the taste. The darker the beer, the darker the taste mm-hmm. or the more complex it is. So you'll get more flavor the darker the beer. That's not always the case, but I think that that's the perception. Yeah, I agree. And I think with people who are into beer, like maybe – I would say maybe like wine drinkers that – are like, oh, that darker, I'm into darker beers, like wine drinkers. Like some, I know some wine drinkers who are like, I'm into darker wines. I'm into mm-hmm. red wines compared to white wines because the red wines are normally aged longer. Maybe they're a little bit more interesting. Maybe they're... Well, I think it could also, I think that beer and wine could be comparable in that sense because typically when you start out with wine, you start out with white, you mm-hmm. start out with sweet, you start out with light, um, it's more like juice, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with, fun, fun with, juice with alcohol it's fun mixed in. Juice. Yeah. And then as your, as you try more, as your tastes change, as your palate changes, then, um, you, you learn to become more agreeable and even, um, like the, um, the, the red wines that may still be sweet, um, and then moving into the more darker reds that um, have more tannins that are actually drier that right. have a, that different flavor to it. I remember when I first start, started on wine, I couldn't go near that stuff. It would just and, be like yuck. It is, you, you had not acquired that kind of yeah, taste yeah. for something like that. And now the only – my preference is dry, dry red wines. And I think it's the same thing with beer. I think it's kind of like the lighter the beer, almost kind of the safer you are mm-hmm. when it comes to people who or individuals who um, don't really know what they like in a beer. Right. So they kind of go the safest route. And then the darker you go, it seems to be the more complex it gets, the more flavors you get, the heavier beers, and which is more of a, an acquired taste maybe. Yeah. And so um, the more skilled or the more knowledgeable beer drinker or the more those individuals who have been drinking for longer tend to go maybe towards the darker because there's more flavors involved 
again, I'm just talking. The, the, this is not right. I think I, I I agree, and like in general, I think that the in the kind of craft beer world, um, it is the the darker darker beers are usually more kind of a little bit more care has to go into some of those. I feel like. Um, I mean, stylistically wise, you're hitting red ales, you're hitting porters, you're hitting stouts, you're hitting the new thing, which is the new like black IPAs. Yeah. You're hitting sours, which are in that same kind of like dark. If you look at color consistency and I, it's, it's hard to, you can almost like wine, you can almost split styles of beer like based on color so you know if light lighter beers you've got your lagers you've got your pilsners you've got your kolsch's you've got your kind of lighter more fragrant fruity ipas i feel like would fall into that category and on the other side you've got your ales you've got your your reds um you've got your porters and stouts and sours and and some other styles over there on like kind of the darker side so you kind of have that split but of course it's kind of this things can flip-flop yes i've had some boring stouts sure. i've had some really interesting colches yeah i've had some awful porters in my life but yeah. i mean that's <laughs> that's kind of that kind of like cross-pollination but i think with the perception of people who when i talk to them a lot about what should i get what should i get and i get something and they're like "Ooh, what's that and it's a really dark beer and they they're not into Maybe it's it's more probably more like a some kind of interesting like porter, which is kind of like my favorite kind of style right now at the moment. And they're like, "Ooh, what's that? Can I try that?" And I'm like, "Yes, but be warned, it's going to be kind of crazy." I mean, you probably remember your first time drinking red wine. Yeah, it's that. Ooh, it looks very mysterious. I don't know what's going on with it. Well, it's kind of it's. It, I remember for me, it was a situation where I wanted to like it. Mm. But I didn't. And so the more I experienced with it, the more I tasted, the more I grew, you know, a more acquired taste for it. And my palate changed. Yeah. So that was at least what, you know, what my situation was. And it could be similar to to beer. Because I, I do remember the day when I couldn't bring an IPA even close to my nose because you would just you would just go oh nope no yeah. thank you yeah and um you know i favor a lot of ipas now over something like a lager right you know something lighter something more simple yeah something that was refreshing you know but um didn't necessarily have any taste complexities to it right yeah yeah it's hard for me to like think about like what my first Well, my first kind of like foray into drinking like other styles of beer because I was never a American lager person. I was never that person who was like Bud Light, Miller sure. Light, Coors Light, BMC. Sure. Um, or like I would have them, but I would never be like, oh, I because like when you those types of beers, and I think that's you get into that jumping off point where you go from like those types of beers to being like, Oh, beer is beer, whatever into the whole idea of what a really good craft brewery can do. And what a really good craft beer can do. You can like set down a good 
American lager style from a craft brewer and set down something from like the big the big three. And that's kind of like the little like half half an inch step, sure. half an inch jump. Sure. You can set something down from BMC and then set something down from let's say La Trap. Yeah. And that's a a little bigger leap. Sure. A little, little kind of scarier leap to go and say, Oh, this is I'm gonna just gonna try this. Yeah. Baby steps. Yeah. All about baby steps. What do you think about this beer? Well, and and I know getting back on um topic here, I was gonna say, and this is the first time I have experienced with Trappist beers. And um I mean my first instinct to that is that it is very different than the West Mall. Yeah. I'm not sure how yet, though. That's okay. I, I, I have like this very not well put together theory on Trappist beers. Okay, let's hear there, it. There, there's a lot going on. Yeah, from start to finish, there is there. I mean, the smell, color wise, there's a ton of stuff going on in every single one of uh, every single Trappist beer that I've had. And the problem is. Is that they are so dense. Yeah, I would agree with that too. They're so – it feels like they're so squished together and they're – it's somehow like I, – I use the word they're so blended well, which really isn't – the flavor balance is blended so well together that when you try to go in and say, I'm going to pick out this note, I'm going to pick out this note, I'm going to pick out this note on the particular taste profile or whatever, yuck, you can't. Yeah, it's almost impossible. And then you read. Do you have like the blurb? This one is remind me. This was this was the quad. This was the La Trap quad. Okay. So what's like the flavor blurb that they usually release? Okay, so they actually describe this as um, the the ten percent ABV mm-hmm. is this particular beer's heaviest specialty okay um and just like you just like we were just talking about the fact that it it is something that we just it is it's all blended together yeah it actually describes this as being um full-bodied in taste yeah um but at the same time mild um with a um pleasant bitter taste to it so i think that the full-bodied part of that description kind of hits the hits the nail on the head there um this uh this is kind of clever it, it says it's uh this quad is bottled according to the brewing year and is a pleasant companion for long winter evenings Ooh, yeah um, and then it just talks about what it's available in. So, um, I, I think that the, I think that full bodied is, is what, um, stands out most to me that, um, there's a lot going on that can't, that you can't really, um, you know, pick out like in the, in the previous, um, West mall, I mean, fruitiness was definitely something that, um, was at the, was that was on the tongue. Right. Um, but this one is just. You have no idea. No. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and and a part of me is like wanting to pick out those notes and wanting to be like, ooh, what is that? I mean, of course, I say pretzels again. Pretzels for me, for like, I guess for most people who are drinking beer, it's like that yeastiness. It's like that, the breadiness that happens. Sure. It's a compliment to. Right. But it's also, 
I think with the the hoppiness, it is morphing that kind of flavor compound into pretzels. But that's me. That's kind of like what I've had before. That's what I'm tasting. Everybody's different. With this, I mean, with this one would be, and I and I don't think that over analyzing it is merited for these types of beers because no. you get to a point where you're just like oh what is that flavor i can't taste oh and you taste it and you're like oh I t- there's something there this is just really good i think it's i think it's a either you like it or you don't yep which is fine a lot of times that's how you narrow down a beer the best um is whether or not um it's something that you cater to or something that you don't um and i don't know if it if because when it talks about that it's it's um heavy like the the 10 percent um alcohol by volume here is is mm-hmm. latrop's heaviest specialty i don't i mean i can i can actually get that heaviness while drinking it it's right. much it's it's got a lot more to it it, it is heavier than than the previous than one the previous yeah. one and i think what's kind of interesting is that it's not usually with me if there if it's a high abv it can really lift a beer and lift all those flavors and kind of separate everything out. So it kind of tastes a little bit lighter almost if it has a really high ABV. This one, it does it's, for some reason, does the exact opposite. It squishes everything down. makes yeah. it feel like a brick. Yeah. yeah. Almost. And it does. Completely, actually. Yeah. That's probably – yeah. I would I would actually have to, have to agree with that. So not to put way. you on the spot already, do you like this better than the West Mall? I, um, I do, actually. I I think I I think I actually like the fact that there's there's more to it and it's um and it's heavier and it's more um it's uh, it's fuller it's yeah. got it's got more to it yeah I agree I like I definitely like this one a little bit more than than the West Mall I think either one would just be so much fun to take to an NCAA championship party <laughs> yeah. and just sit down and like pop the cork and be like, oh, someone's going to be like, hey, you have champagne? I'm like, no, try this. I know. You That's should... my favorite part to do with the, people. The, the thing you should do, especially considering the bottles, is brown bag it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then, and then um, you know, taste test it and give people a pleasant surprise. Right. You're like, oh, what's that? And they like take like a shot of whiskey or something. And I was like, no, it's a Trappist beer. <laughs> and then you educate them. <laughs> now, I mean, this I, these are so much fun to take to get togethers with people mm-hmm. even if like, you're not like beer people or whatever they're not really super expensive yeah um they're fairly easy to find i know that here in indy there are there's like cons there's like vine and table and caramel there's like whole foods that has great places um now more recently the like the bigger quote-unquote liquor stores like um uh, are starting to carry mm-hmm. trappist beers and more craft beer in general yeah you mean so, like your standard like 21st 21st amendment or amendment uh or, big red yep the big red big liquors. red liquor store or something yeah, like that those places yeah they do you'd be surprised sometimes on what you can find there it's not going to be a cold bomber you got to remember that if you're going to a party and it's 7 30 you better chill it down but right Get some dry ice up in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's I, I, and I've done it before, and it is a a fun conversation to have with people when you go and say, "This is kind of the whole idea behind this type of beer." Yeah, it's very, and a lot of people haven't heard. They don't have never heard of a Trappist style beer, and it's it's very cool. 
Um, okay, we are going to take another quick break. We're going to get our third and final beer, and we will be right back. back to I'm No Experts after our short break there. This week, our theme is Easter. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. We're recording this on Friday, so Easter is on Sunday. So happy Easter if you celebrate Easter. Um, I hope you had a good Easter if you're listening to this after Sunday. And it is also the NCAA Super Sports Ball Championship 2015 Men's <laughs> Basketball Edition. Um, so these are, we're trying three different Trappist beers because they have some correlation to Easter, I guess. And they're super fun to take to your uh, NCAA parties. Party beer. Party beers because they're super interesting to talk about. Um, our third and final beer. And I'm going to preface this. Okay. I don't have very many, like, five out of five top beers. Like the bell curve kind of thing, like those those very beers that I love all the time. Okay, um, this is in that gambit. Really, of being my favorite favorite beer. I have had this before. I was gonna say, is this an existing or is this? So this this has been in your top five before. It's yes, an existing top yeah. five favorite. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was introduced this on the show by Justin. We tried this out basically the same time last year. And uh, it, it is amazing. Uh, this is Roquefort 10. They have a 6, an 8, and a 10 uh, beer. This is a quad. This is the highest octane that we're going to have, 11.30 ABV. Woo-wee. Woo! Um, just to say, this has a 100 on Beer Advocate. A 100 average rating out of 7,981 ratings. Perfect score so this literally is a perfect like perfect score out of it uh this is basically by the rockford uh brewery this is also out of belgium this is another belgian trappist okay um what's funny is that i never see a bomber of this i always see a tiny bottle a little 12 ounce guy yeah because i feel like it's very can be very dangerous because it's so delicious um so rockford mm-hmm. rock rockford rockford r-o-c-h-e-f-o-r-t Rockefort. Sure. I'm not sure. I, <laughs> I have of, no idea how to pronounce any all, of these Belgian names. All of the above. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm trying. Oh, okay. Oh, that is different. Yeah. It's different than the other quad we just had, too. Yeah, very different. Color-wise, I think it's maybe the darkest. It's looks, it looks dark brown to me. It's definitely the darkest. Um, this, re- this really hits you in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, at least for me, there isn't much 
I'll repeat this afterglow. Afterglow. <laughs> um, but um, it it really um, for me it really hits you in the middle. Mm. It's like a flavor bomb that just drops on you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, and I said this with with the previous beer with a lot of Trappists. It's so dense, and I want to be like. Ooh, what's that one? Ooh, what's that flavor? This one, I just don't want to. I just want to be like, this is really good. I don't know why it's really good. I don't know what flavors I'm tasting. Yeah. Um, when people, and this is not a pet peeve of mine, but one that I kind of like turn my nose up at because of all the different types of beers that I've had before. They're like, I just want something that tastes like beer. And I don't, and I don't know what that is anymore. I literally do not know what this just tastes like beer to me. You've had is. someone ask you that? Yes. I've had multiple people say, they'll be like, they'll want, they'll look at me and like, Chris, can you recommend me something? I just want something that tastes like beer. And I look at them and I'm like. That doesn't mean anything. I literally have no answer for that because that word as a flavor isn't. No. no longer in my mindset anymore. The follow-up question to that is what kind of beer? Right. What type of beer? And then they're like, oh, I don't know. Just just beer. Just something that tastes like beer. Yeah. Just, I understand uh, how. Uh, what? Like, how? Like, even with, like, if you just look at the broad spectrum of styles. There, I mean, there, there's much more narrowing down to... I want the flavor of beer right. is like there, there, um, there isn't like, it's not like there's this subcategory of this is beer that tastes like beer. And then the rest of it is like style. It's like the, a double chocolate, yeah. super stout and a super hoppy IPA right. or like a fruity Saison or something. No, they're just like, I don't, and I feel like it's that's that shift of everybody's starting to shift into okay, beer, a beer that tastes like beer, and to go back to the uh, the Super Bowl show that we did, where I talked about that whole Budweiser commercial where they're like this beer tastes like beer and it's a drinkable beer and I'm like okay I get that. This for Ten tastes like a beer. It's a very drinkable beer. Sure. But it does not taste like Bud Light or Budweiser no. or anything close to that. No. Like, and so, it, for me to try to explain what this tastes like compared to that is, I can't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You, it's impossible. You just can't. And the individuals who decide to ask or to say, I just want something that tastes like beer, um, have have not ventured out and say this direction. Right. Of something of a um, Rockefeller fort, Rockefort. you know, whatever you, <laughs> um, you know, I, you know, whether it be Trappist or whether it be um, everything else that we've talked about tonight. Yeah, it's um, it. I think that there is a very limited, maybe knowledge of what um, beer, uh, maybe a, a nice little group of what beer. Um, is for folks who just say, I want to have something that tastes like beer. What that is, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Right. Um, but that's that's not um, a question with one answer. 
I just want something that tastes like beer. Well, that's, I can't just present you with a, you know, with a name and a. Here's, here it is. This is the, this is beer, beer. This is like Acme beer or something like that from like Looney Tunes where it says, it tastes like beer. Right. (laughs) I'm, I literally like, I'm can't, I can't. What do you, I mean, what do what are your thoughts on this one? I, um, I, I just, I like the, um, I like the flavor to it a lot. I am just kind of, I guess, stuck on my original thought of there is just so much flavor right in the middle and that it's not as heavy as the previous one. Mm-hmm. Um, the La Trappe, mm. um, it's not as heavy <laughs> as that one is. Um, but it does, I think that it has almost Maybe it has maybe maybe not necessarily more, but it, it's definitely a different flavor. Yeah, and it's really been kind of interesting how all of these work on the tongue. Like as you as you drink them, um, I I feel like the first one had a lot of fruity tones, but it was towards the back. It was towards the end. Right. Um. The the um that was the the West Mall. The the La Trappe was um very complex all the way through. There was no even real need to divulge and like try to dissect it. Um, and then this one is just really hits you in the middle. I, yeah. I just feel like I need to emphasize that <laughs> even more. Um, uh, that I mean, that's that's really how I feel about it. Um, does it emphasize? Is this a six and eight or a ten? This is ten. This is a ten. Yeah. So okay. this is like the top, the top tier of, allegedly of them. Okay. Um, as as in my perception of them, and usually they are priced accordingly. <laughs> Six, eight, and ten is priced accordingly, depending on um, where you, where you buy them. And yeah, I, I I agree. Like this one is definitely like very middle heavy. It's still very drinkable. Yeah, it is not super super heavy. It almost is lighter than the La Trap. I feel like where the La Trap feels like a brick. And this feels a little bit lighter. A it's little almost bit kind of like an even keel between. Yep. Between the first two, yeah. Um, just mouthfeel wise. Yeah. And now, sorry to interrupt. Is this considered? I mean, because it says here that this is actually considered a brown ale. I mean, I guess you you could stylistically, yes, you could say this is a brown ale. Um. I think it's hard. I don't think Trappist beers is technically, quote unquote, a style that is seen because people do make clones or copies of this exact style. Yeah. I wouldn't even want to categorize any of these. They are what they are and you like them or you don't. Right. And I think that it's, it's beyond just the style of beer. It is just a Trappist. Yeah. They're very unique in their how they're made, how they're distributed with, you know, the little Trappist Pentagon and everything, the labeling, everything. I mean, again, this labeling is literally medieval with like the lettering Mm -hmm. on there. Very stark bottle. It just has a big 10 in the middle. I was going to notice the, (laughs) um, the big 10 and I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I'm pulling this information from this, um, um, the, the the website that I've been referring to and the fact that they are categorized in this six or eight or ten. Mm-hmm. And what that means, you know, is really, you know, not something that I know of right off the bat, but could imagine that um, they may go, they may range, you know, um, in flavor between a six and a ten. 
um, something something that I actually I, I very much like this website based on their descriptions. <laughs> okay. Um, and and the words in particular that they use. Um, looking here at the um, is it Rockefort? Fort? I don't know. Whatever okay. you want to say. I, li- <laughs> I like Rockefort, so we'll just go with that. Um, the Rockefort 10 um, is actually uh, – it. It's. Um, I don't know whether or not to take this as a warning, but it says this lovely beer has to be drunk with measure, mm. exclamation point. <laughs> and then it go on, goes on to describe it as it is often called – Quote, the marvelous, which again, I like. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It is for me very excellent. What's funny is in comparison between the descriptions of the six and the eight is that the 10 has the the least amount of of description to it which almost kind of means to me like okay this baby speaks for itself right. you know you don't have to have some like pr paragraph blur right. about it it's just literally it's a work for 10 to set it down so it's that that there it is just yep yeah. yep mm-hmm. i like okay. that i like there that there you go marvelous marvelous I think is the word of the evening um yeah, I think that is out of all three. Where do you put all three? Um, I I think that you in particular did a very nice job of going from one to three, from starting with uh with what we did mm-hmm. in in reaching up to this point. I mean, obviously, it has increased by alcohol by volume. <laughs> um, <laughs> firstly, um, but I think that it um. It also ranged from, you know, maybe simple to to more complex and kind of went up the ladder in, in that way. I would have to agree with you. This this would be um in the one hundred percentile yeah. um or category the, for, for me too. Excellent. Just yeah. Spot on. Marvelous. Marvelous. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that is a I'm no expert top tip. If you are looking at a place that lists ABV on the menu, like a place that has like like a hopcat or some place that has like, you know, a billion taps, you don't know what to get, and you are looking to do something like a flight or doing something like one after another after another, look at the ABV. Because the ABV is gonna tell you something very specific, it's gonna tell you how much time specifically went into that particular beer because a higher abv beer means that um that the uh there's a more fermentation process so there's more time had to be put into the actual beer itself um so yeah it's it's higher abv doesn't necessarily always mean better it just means more time sure and it could be better it could be worse it could be more complex it could be you could hate it but that is a good kind of signpost that says, okay, I do not know what this style is. I do not know what this brewery is. I've never had this particular beer at all. But if I go from something that's five to something that's seven to something that's ten, in general, that's going to be a nice progression of of complexity, of of flavor, of just in general – if you're looking at a flight, just it, it's a nice progression in general. Um, any final thoughts? Um, you don't have to have I, final thoughts. But. I not necessarily. I mean, I think that my first interaction with Trappist beers was successful. Um, I think that I I very much like the um, 
the fact that it's a take it or leave it kind of yep. kind it's of a situation. No nonsense. Yeah, and I think that I can align with that almost on a personal level, <laughs> you know, which is why I can appreciate this. Um, it's almost kind of like a no bullshit type yep. of situation, exactly. you know. Yeah. Um, which which I very very much can appreciate. And so if I could end on that note, I would like to. I like that aspect. Yep, I I agree totally. No nonsense. Just you – and it goes perfectly with the theme. You set this beer down. You set something like the La Trap or the West Mall down, it, your NCAA Super Sports Ball 2015 party, and you say, I have no description for this. You can try it. You can take it or leave it. You like it or you don't. That's the that's the end game. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Katie, thanks so much for coming on the show this week. Thanks for inviting me. Um, of course, fun. you need to come back at some point. We need. I feel like idea – in my mind, maybe for patrons. I love ideas. <laughs> maybe for patrons. Patrons out there. We do a West Mall only show, 6, 8, and 10. Ooh, I like that. And we just do the whole gambit and we see what what's the difference between the two. And I think – because I think if we do them side by side, I think it's going to be easier to kind of compare. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Uh, don't forget you can follow the show on iTunes. If you search I'm No Expert, go to noexpertshow.com to subscribe to the show and listen every single week. Go to twitter.com slash noexpertshow. I tweet about the show. I tweet about other things. You can follow me personally on Twitter as well. Uh, Facebook.com slash noexpertshow if you're on that particular social network. And uh, like the show. Give it a share. Always helps out. Give us a rating on iTunes as well. Um, those actually help a lot. Tell your friends if you like beer, if you don't like beer, if you like listening to me ramble about whatever. Uh, it really helps out every single week. And if you're a patron, thanks you so much for your patronage. Or patronage. Patronage? I don't know. Every It really helps me. Uh, every single month when uh, the patrons support the show go to patreon.com slash no expert show contribute whatever you want and it helps out and you get some exclusive content which the patrons will find out this week is something very special exclusive exclusive if you can only be a patron to get this this particular piece of content which i'm working on very very hard uh thanks so much for listening to the show and we will see you next week